Good morning. Today is Tuesday, May 11th, 2021. I want to share with you something partially based on Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. This Shabbos, we begin the book of Bamidbar, the fourth book of the Torah, the Parsha of Bamidbar. And what I want to share is kind of an overview to the entire fourth book of the Torah, an introduction, overview, and something that I think has a very, very important message to us. So if you think about it, the book of Shamos, Exodus, and the book of Bamidbar, Numbers, they have many parallels. They're, they are quite similar in the unfolding of the narrative. They're both about a journey. They both contain instances where the Jewish people complain about food, about water. In both of the books, there is a major sin. In Shemos, the sin of the golden calf. In Bamidbar, the sin of the Miraglim, the spies. In both cases, God threatens to destroy the Jewish people, God forbid. And Moshe is successful in persuading God not to do that and to forgiving them. So many similarities and parallels between the two books. But there's a very important difference. Because Shemos, the book of Exodus, is the story about the journey from. Bamidbar is about the journey to. In Shemos, the Jewish people are escaping slavery, running away from Egypt. In Bamidbar, the Jewish people have already left Egypt. Now it's time to look forward, not to what they're fleeing from, but the destination that they are traveling to, which is the land of Israel. Now, if you have never read the Torah before in your life, and this is the first time, you would expect that this book, the book of Amidbar, would be much more calm and uplifting and hopeful because all of the big dangers have already passed. We emerged from slavery in Egypt. We got through the Red Sea. We came up against Amalek and defeated them. So what else is there to worry about? Hashem is with us. Everything's on our side. All the terrible things have already happened. The truth, of course, is, as we learn the book of Bamidbar, that we begin this Shabbos, the opposite is the case. The mood of Bamidbar is darker than Shemos. The rebellions that we will see are much more serious. Moshe's leadership is not only hesitant, but falters. We see Moshe for the first time giving in to anger and despair. And the Torah is teaching us in this parallel that's not a parallel, a very, very important lesson. 
And this is relevant in the lives of every one of us, especially now. The message is, the journey from is always easier than the journey to. You see this in politics, for example. It takes a revolution to overthrow a tyrant. But then, the effort to actually create a new free society is much more difficult. It's true in the life of individuals as well. And the truth is, for an individual, there is a biological reason for it. Because when we are in danger, we have our instincts that are aroused, that give us energy to flee from danger. Often, we are able to access reserves of strengths and energies we never know we had. But fleeing to is something very, very different. In order to do that, we have to learn new skills. We have to acquire new strengths. Because fleeing to is a journey into the unknown. We see this lesson in the very beginning of our history as Jews. We all know the beginning of the Jewish journey of history begins with Avraham when God says the famous words to him, Lech Lecha, go from your land and go to the place that I will show you. That's the beginning of Jewish history. But not exactly. Because if you look at the verse just before that, at least on the simple level of the text of the Torah, the actual story is quite different. The Pasuk says that Terach, the father of Avram, Terach, took his son Avram and they left Ur, the place where they were raised, in order to go to the land of Canaan, to go to the land of Israel. But when they came to Haran, an intermediate stopped, they settled there. Avraham continued the journey to Canaan. But he didn't begin it. The journey was begun by Terach. The problem is, Terach had the ability, the strength, the foresight to leave, but he did not have the wherewithal to continue the journey. What is great about Avraham is not that he left his home, because according to the simple reading of the text of the Torah, he left his home because his father took him. The greatness of Avraham, the revolution of Avraham, was not in leaving, but it was going forward in order to reach the goal of the land of Israel and to create something that's new. To be a Jew 
is to know that in a very important sense, life is a journey. And knowing at the outset, at the outset where we are traveling to. And never forgetting that leaving is easy, but arriving is hard. That is central to the success of any journey. You'll never discover new oceans unless you have the courage to lose sight of the shore. The book of Bamidbar that we begin reading this Shabbos traces this part of the journey and teaches us this lesson because the Jewish people in this book of the Torah make a series of mistakes. They're focused on the present and not enough on the future. They keep looking backward instead of looking forward. The result is almost the entire generation does not make it to Israel. Only the next generation does because the generation that left Egypt knew how to leave but they did not know how to arrive. We need to try to learn from this. And Shavuos, the holiday that starts Sunday night and Monday and Tuesday, is the perfect opportunity. On Monday morning, we will again be standing at Sinai. We will again be receiving the Torah from God. But we need to ask ourselves, at this point in the journey, where do we want to go? Who do we want to be? Collectively and individually. And we have to be very careful not to let our lives just happen to us. But we have to aim towards the goal we want to reach. So I want to share with you, please, Part of an article, a remarkable article, written several years ago by David Brooks. And as a general comment, I urge you to follow and to read David Brooks. He's a particularly deep thinker and his writing very often reflects deeply Jewish values and ideas. Now, what I'm going to share with you is a very important way to avoid the mistakes that we are going to learn about in the book of Bamidbar. I don't know if he intended what he says as a metaphor for Shavuos, but when I read this piece, I took it as a message for Shavuos and I share it with you in the hope that all of us can try to integrate this message into our lives. Brooks writes, Many of the people I admire live lives that have a two-mountain shape. One mountain and then a second mountain. 
They got out of school. They started a career, a family, and they identified the mountain they thought they were meant to climb to be successful, to raise a family, to pursue happiness, whatever that mountain was for them, whatever that image of success was for them. And people operate under the assumption that, you know, I work hard and I follow what I want to do and I can make myself happy. I can succeed and I'll be fulfilled if I do those things. If that happens, it's fantastic. And I wish you all the well. But David Brooks says the people he really admires are people where something happened to interrupt that linear existence. Some people found the image of what succeeding looked like to be unsatisfying. Some people failed. Some people lost their job or lost their family, God forbid, or endured a scandal. And suddenly they were not falling. They were not climbing anymore. They were falling off the mountain that they thought they were meant to climb. They were hit sideways by something that was not part of the original plan. And the tragedy made the first mountain victory not so important. Life had thrown them into a valley. And the truth is life throws most of us into a valley at some point in our lives. So many of us have experienced this and are experiencing this this year with COVID in so many different ways. What happens? when we're thrown off the mountain into a valley? Well, some people are broken. They get smaller, more afraid. They never recover. They become angry, resentful, narrow, tribal. But other people are broken open. Paul Tillich wrote that suffering reminds you that you are not who you thought you were. These people are able to recognize that the actual basement of our soul is much deeper than we thought we knew. These people may be down in a valley in very bad shape, but they realize they are about to be dragged on an adventure that will leave them transformed. They realize, this is the key, that your life is actually defined by how you make use of your moment of greatest adversity. So how does that happen? 
Brooks says, first, there has to be a period of solitude in the wilderness where self-reflection can occur. And that's the line where I started to think about Shavuos, which occurs in the desert. And now I think about COVID, which has enforced this period of solitude and at least the opportunity for self-reflection. Because in the wilderness, in solitude, many of the goals we had in that first mountain, esteem, honor, material possessions, stripped away. And when people are broken open in this way, they realize, you know, that first mountain that I thought I was climbing, that I thought was what my life was supposed to be about, that wasn't really my mountain. I'm actually ready for a much larger journey. I'm ready for a second mountain. So some people are able to transform their lives at this point. Some people will be able to become different people as a result of this. And it's no longer about self. It's no longer about possessions. It's about relationships. It's about giving yourself away. It's about joy in seeing others shine. And that can be a second mountain that is the real accomplishment that our lives are meant for. Brooks writes, if the first mountain is about building up the ego and defining the self, the second is about shedding the ego and dissolving the self. If the first mountain is about acquisition, the second mountain is about contribution. That's the book of Bamidbar. That's when the Jewish people realize that the first mountain, which they thought was the goal that they were after, the first mountain is Sinai. And they thought once we reach there, everything is okay. That's all we need to succeed. And of course, that first mountain, Sinai, is crucial, it's central. Please don't misunderstand me. But then they fall from that first mountain with the sin of the golden calf. And they have to find their way. And we see them trying to do this in the book of Amidbar, often without success. Because once we fall off that first mountain, we make mistakes. It's difficult to find that second mountain. But ultimately, we reach the second mountain. The second mountain is Jerusalem. And not only are we stronger when we reach Jerusalem, but we're better. 
That is true for every one of us now. As we search for our own personal second mountain after having fallen off our first mountain. I hope that you and I will be able to think about these two mountains and this contour of life and appreciate the mistakes we will inevitably make but the effort we have to extend in order to reach what is truly our goal. I wish it for you. I wish it for me. And the blessing of Shavuos should be the blessing for every one of us to be able to find our second mountain. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.